that's land from the ones who make us beautiful. They help us regain our wonderful. Giving us good dogs that make us say to you, welcome to the good life, yeah, this is so powerful. Sit down, relax, and take notes. What you eat today will be your push-ups. A wake-up call to all your dead dreams. Listen up now and say bye to your evil day. Hi everyone, welcome again to another exciting episode of Beauty Care Pod. We have the always smiling, always beautiful Kelly once again with us. And you can have to remember her from the seventh episode, if I'm right. Um, Fola was not with me because she was busy in town and we were not able to, you know, do a three-way recording because of the um, noise that was really heavy at our hand so we are glad that we have everyone here today complete house and we are able to you know interact about some of the topics that bother around you know customer management and business management um i know this is something i've heard a lot of estheticians complain about especially because they don't get um an in-depth analysis of this in aesthetic school. So, I mean, some a lot of the questions aside, have you seen this type of treatments before that you see in most excessive groups, uh, questions around how to manage your business, how to price and stuff like that. And we are so excited, so blessed to have Kelly Walcott with us, who is a complete, complete, complete professional. And we are super excited. And trust me, there are a lot of things I didn't know about her that I got to know while we were recording the podcast. And I could not stop ranting about everything that, I mean, was revealed unto me to my wife when she got back. <laughs> And we're so, so excited. So, I mean, she needs no more introduction. She's no longer a guest on this show. She's a part of the show. Yeah. So we'll just jump straight to it. If you have not learned so much about her, you have to go back to episode seven, go listen to where we talked about um, Kelly Walcott and everything that she is and her journey, you would get to understand that really well there. So we'll just jump right to it today with the opening question. Which is a question that kind of, I don't know how to say it. It's a funny question. Yes. Because in every business, you always say customers are right. So from an esthetician with many years of experience, our first and opening question is this. Are customers customers always always right? right? (laughs) got that question and I thought oh lord how am I going to answer this <laughs> you you didn't you didn't pull any punches on me or anything like that I love it our customers always were right well I think the important thing to remember is that the clients what the client's perspective is we all always think we're right so if a client is upset about something or happy about something or whatever the case may be, they think they are right, regardless of whether they technically are or not. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times we get caught up in, no, you're right. No, I'm right. And that that push-pull. So instead of trying to prove your point or invalidate theirs or mm. however you're trying to resolve an issue, I think take a step. The first thing you need to do is take a step back and seek to understand what the real issue is with with the situation. And 
most of the most of the time people just want to be acknowledged and feel or think that they've been heard that you really truly have heard what their concerns are what they're mm. about the situation and that i think is one of the most important things about whether or not a customer is always right then you know knowing that what your professional boundaries are and how to manage client expect expectations it is it's not our job or our position to interfere into someone else's life in such a way that they feel or think that you've taken advantage of them or put them in a situation where they're not happy and i think treating always back to where I when in our last podcast about how my parents raised me mm-hmm. is to always treat people with respect and act with integrity. And as long as you approach from a seeking to understand, acting with integrity and being respectful, you can handle or manage any situation without having to prove who's right. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> I mean, I really enjoyed the question. It's, I mean, comes with a very, very balanced approach. I really enjoyed that. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. So uh, I didn't really answer your question. I didn't say yes or no. <laughs> yeah, it's not a yeah, yes or no question, exactly. really. It's a trick question, <laughs> mm-hmm. especially coming from an esthetician. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So do you learn about how to run a business or give customer service in aesthetic school? Like, do they give, uh, teach the nitty gritty of that? Yeah, and we know you have been through a lot of education. You've been through Cidesco, you've been through, um, what's the other ones? You've been through a couple of them. So right. we feel you will be the best person to, to answer ask this question. question. Right. Um, there's very minimal instruction given in school. I think their job is to train you to make sure that you pass the state license, the state country licensing board so that you understand what you're doing and you cannot cause harm to your to the general public. So there's very little focus on uh, business and how to run a business or or time management or client management or any of the things that you need to understand when you go out into the real world and and start your professional career. Um, Most of us in our profession are people pleasers. We just want to make people happy. And we we have a, a desire to go above and beyond. And sometimes that's detrimental to our own well-being by trying to go and do more than you really should to because you're sacrificing yourself at that point mm-hmm. um and it's very 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 important to seek business classes basic book bookkeeping uh creating a business plan business math even basic knowledge of spreadsheets or excel mm-hmm. sometimes i think i use google sheets as well uh, understanding that those basic fundamentals of what it is to run a business, because we are in aesthetics, but mm-hmm. our basic, all business classes or all businesses have a basic fundamentals that you just need to learn. Mm-hmm. So you can keep track of things. And then number one thing to do, I think, is to find a mentor who's, who's done it, who's run a business, who's 
been through all of the all of the um, done all the required things that are necessary in order to to run a business mm -hmm. and choose a successful one. <laughs> number right. one and then um a lot of times they're willing to help you some of them mm -hmm. will do it on a consulting basis where, where mm -hmm. there's a fee involved mm -hmm. others will do it to volunteer some time mm -hmm. but i think it's important to build those those relationships mm -hmm. and there you can take uh classes online now a lot mm -hmm. of them are offered free of charge you just google basic business classes um, in the united states i know that there are mentors available for business building mm -hmm. through the chamber of commerce mm -hmm. it's called score it's a really neat kind of me uh, mentoring program where successful business people they're generally retired but they volunteer mm -hmm. their time and they'll help walk you through whatever stage of business you're in, whether it's setting it up, trying to grow it, trying to recover it if you've been struggling fin you know, financially. Mm -hmm. And I use them when I so sold my business. So mm -hmm. they helped me, they pointed me in the right direction. You still have to do the homework. And um, that's kind of how I learned is, you know, lots of reading, lots of self-paced, education okay wow. that's great so um you've already answered the questions if you learn about business and aesthetics in school and then you've also said how estheticians should go about learning business management you said they should go through you called it so right Score, S-C-O-R-E. Okay, yeah. score, all right. Mm -hmm. So I think we would put a link to that in the show notes for people who want to, who have never heard about it because I'm hearing it for the first time. Right. I knew a lot of decisions out there are also hearing it for the first time. And this question is not on the board, but I'm sure you'll be able to, you know, talk, um, give us some insight about it. Um, what are some of the apps you use for your um, managing business and also managing your calendar? I mean, a lot of things with aesthetics has to do with blocking time. You want to be able to say that, okay, I, uh, if I'm taking 55 clients this week, I want to make sure not um, yes. one of them is, I mean, overlapping the other and I have enough time to do every other thing that I need to do. What are some of the apps you use? And then what are some general tips you have about time management for estheticians? Some of the, I've used lots of apps. Um, mm -hmm. Square is I use them currently because they have their my payment processing and they do they have appointments and scheduling and things like that. Wow. And you just they have the you have the ability to block out extra time in between clients so that you can check them out and reschedule them and uh enough time for sanitation to be able to turn your room. You know, mm -hmm. you have to clean. We have standards mm -hmm. that we have to adhere to to make sure that we provide clean, safe services for our clients. And then um, I use for bookkeeping, I use QuickBooks. Okay. You have to have an accounting software. And as you get busier and busier, you can hire out your your accounting, which I would absolutely recommend you do once you get to the point where you can afford a bookkeeper. It's mm -hmm. worth it. It's absolutely mm -hmm. worth it. Uh, I've used I've used Vagaro in the past. Okay, V-A-G-A-R-O. Mm -hmm. um, and there are just so many out there. 
But yeah. those are those are the main ones that I've used in the past. Um, and then time management. That is one of the hardest things to get under control because we tend to start talking to our clients. We build relationships. We need to right. catch up about what's happened in the last, you know, month, three weeks <laughs> since I've seen you. And you can start talking and doing all these things. I think the number one thing to understand is that when you have a client that you are providing a service for, that personal, the personal is great, but you have to understand that you're the professional first and you have to deliver your service to 100% the best of your ability. So making sure that you don't skip steps, that uh, that you you make sure that you understand the cadence of whatever service it is you're doing. I mainly do facials, so I have to make sure that I cleanse for the appropriate length of time, that I steam for the appropriate length of time, that the mask is left on for 15 minutes. I think as we become very relaxed and comfortable with our cadence, running through our protocols, we tend to not leave things on as long as they need to be. So like an enzyme needs to work for 10 minutes on the skin and we're, we're like, okay, well, I think it's been 10 minutes. Let's take it off. When you first start doing it, watch your clock, you know, watch your clock. If your client is in for an hour service, give them an hour service and never, ever, ever skip steps. I cannot tell you how many times I've heard clients tell me I went to wherever on vacation and got a facial and they didn't do half of what you all do here. And we would, when, when I owned my business and, and I, I just was kind of dumbfounded or I've had people come in to me for the first time and they'll say, I've never had a facial like this before. They've never done this much to my skin. Mm -hmm. And that just is very surprising to me. You know, we all have to go through all the steps. Mm -hmm. And I think client frustration comes from that because if you don't do all the steps and get, get your time management down so you can do all the steps, um, they're not going to get the results they need. And then they mm-hmm. become frustrated and then it hurts our profession because mm-hmm. the, the, the perception is, is that, well, yeah, facials are nice and relaxing, but they really don't do anything for the that's skin. True. And that's that not true. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, um, I mean, you've talked about sticking to the routine and trying as much as possible to ensure that you always complete your time for each steps um for it's easy to get distracted i just want to chip this in it's easy to get distracted when you are bonding with a customer that you really like probably one of your favorite customers you guys have decided, have bonded so well and um the person is always ready to give you more gist i mean updates on everything you've talked about the last time and then uh, what are the things you think you can do at that point to make sure you don't get distracted about notifying yourselves, okay, this is the time we started, this is the time I'm meant to stop. And, you know, sometimes you might feel you have some people, um, 10 minutes feels like five minutes. So even by the time you have done 20 minutes and you might not know that you've done 20 minutes for a 10, 10 minutes um, step. So what are some tips you can give for this type of scenarios before we move on to the next set of questions? Keep a keep a very small digital clock on 
on your treatment table, not on your treatment table, on your back bar table that where you okay. can see and just, right. just kind of note the start, start time. Mm -hmm. I've, I have an, I have a, a watch, an Apple watch. So okay. I, I've set the timer on that. So it vibrates on my, on my wrist. That's or nice. if you want your, obviously you want silence. You don't want timers going mm -hmm. off because it's a relaxing service for your client, mm -hmm. or you can set up, uh, blocks of music that you know okay. is the certain amount of time and once uh -huh. that song is over or those yeah, three songs are over time. you know time yeah. is it's time to do this that and the other i will say that i have been distracted by clients before and we're just jabbing away <laughs> and next thing you know i'm like oh again that goes back into building and buffer time in between clients so that uh -huh. time to to um to make sure that you run on time because mm -hmm. that's another thing that I've heard major complaint is, you know, people run really late or I'll have my esthetician say that, you know, she's running behind. Yeah. Can I come in? And then I'm still waiting mm -hmm. after I've showed up later for my appointment and time is a finite resource. We only have a certain amount of it, so we don't want to waste it and you don't want a client's time or yours for that mm -hmm. matter, because if you're always running behind, it's going to hurt your, your revenue. It's going to hurt your profit margin. Mm, it's going to, sure. you know, people, people will complain about, about that. That's not to say I don't run on time all the time. That doesn't happen because sometimes because like you, that client bond, sometimes our clients will tell us things that they won't say to anybody else and they're sure. upset and you can't just say, well, I'm sorry, you got to get off my table now. <laughs> I got I to go. So, right. You just have to, to challenge that. But those, those are, that's what I use. I have a, a digital clock on my back bar. Mm -hmm. so I'll use my watch as long as my watch isn't in the way mm -hmm. and, um, or songs I've used songs before. Mm -hmm. Nice. All right. Thank you so much for the wise tips. Uh, so what are the pros and cons uh, between you starting your practice right after school and working under or with another esthetician? I believe it happens uh, more often than not. And what, what would you say is... Uh, better after giving us the pros and cons tell us which of the two is better before you is it that you can just finish up from school and then start up immediately or you work on an institution well when i graduated from school i kind of went into practice on my own even though i was working for somebody she okay. wasn't an esthetician and I was the only esthetician in there, but I did learn from other beauty professionals. So mm -hmm. <clears throat> working under or with another esthetician, I, right after school, I absolutely would recommend partnering, partnering with an esthetician, even if you're not working under them, All right. find, like I said, that mentor, but the cons to starting your own practice right after school is you have no one to help mentor you right. on a daily basis. You can't just say, you know, I have this issue with this client. I've never seen this type of skin condition before. What do I do? Or, oh my gosh, 
she blanched after I put that chemical peel on her. What do I do? How do I fix this? It's it's scary, mm-hmm. you know, or you lifted somebody's skin while they're, you know, while you've done a brow wax or something. Oh. So there's nobody to, to immediately that you have access to immediately. Um, there are a lot of upfront um, expenses mm-hmm. when you start out on your own financial and time-wise. Um, you can work very easily 14 hour days learning the ropes. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're seeing clients for 14 hours, but mm-hmm. your days can be very long. There's laundry, there's, you have to keep your spot, your space clean. You have to make sure that your supplies are ordered. You have to clean the toilets. You have to be everything. You have to be all things. Um, the decisions that you make are solely your responsibility. That's a pro and a con. You get to choose, but you also have to own all of your mistakes, sure. but you right. get to claim your victories. So that's <laughs> a pro and a con. If you go to work with somebody right after a con is, is that you, you don't get to control your services, your pricing, the product line, uh, the product lines that are used and sold. So if you don't love the product line, you're going to have a really hard time getting your clients to love the product line. So all those decisions you don't get to make if you're working for somebody and it can be physically exhausting, you know, being by yourself and trying, trying to learn all the ropes. The pros are, you don't learn any bad habits from somebody else. You get to learn all your own bad habits. <laughs> and good ones. Um, all the decisions are yours to make. So if you are one, of, if you're a personality type that knows that you need to be able to be the one in charge, that's an absolute pro to going out on your own. You get to create the vision of your own business and um, you get to choose your services, create your products, your, your product service offerings. You get to dec- decorate your space however you want. Mm, you create sure. the vibe that you want. You set your own hours. Uh, you have to make sure you manage your own social media and, and website presence. That's important. Um, you also get to realize that you've accomplished something both per- personally and professionally. And then really being your own boss. I always tell people I have 462 bosses because I have 452 different clients that do that want 450 or 62 different things for me. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's fun. So um, which did you feel, which would you recommend um, right after school? Yeah. What do you think people should go for? Again, that goes back to their personality type. So if you know that you, if you feel ready and you're ready to go out and do it and you're ready to, to, you know, walk up to people on the street that you don't know that you think you would be an ideal client for you and say, hi, I'm Kelly Walcott. I just moved here and I'm a new esthetician in town and I would love the opportunity to earn your business. Here's my card. If you'd like to come in and give me a, give me a chance, Uh then I say, go ahead and, and go out on your own. If you are not confident in your abilities to manage all the things, then it's okay to seek somebody out that you vibe with or are able to learn from. Okay. And it's not a bad thing. Neither one is bad. 
Yeah. No true. right or wrong on that one either. No right or wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, I was just going to say, um, like you said, that I think the personality of the person in question plays a big role, the same as their background. Like, I think the last time we were talking, you said you already had some background about management and before you even became an esthetician so mm-hmm. you were you were primed to you know go ahead and start your business right away for some other people it might not be the same and uh, i would say for example someone who, who does not like to take um who does not enjoy direct instructions or does not um listen to authority who is a natural rebel would most likely just work best by working <laughs> having a mentor because yeah you would have to look at that okay who is a successful person that i know yeah. would give me instruction and i would listen yeah. so that would work better for the person also so it's and there are some personalities that they are not rebels you just like to take initiatives because i'm that type of person yeah. and i see kelly walcott is the type of person like you just like to take uh, a, a challenge and you know just face it and of course learn from, from the experience yeah. yes learn from the experience learn from other people but be the boss <laughs> it's fun to be the boss absolutely <laughs> i i am i am a, i am a rebel type actually because um the i was in some other organizations before i started my own uh, marketing business i knew it was not going to work out if i was in an, an office because I noticed after doing some internships, I noticed there were some places I was working at and there were some clashes. There were some clashes and probably because I was an intern, they feel they could just throw the blame at me easily and I would not talk. But even though I was an intern and I was in front of probably the directors or anything, I said my mind, I said my piece and I saw it as this is something if I take on a job that would probably put me in trouble that probably because they are putting the blame on you because you're a junior person, junior staff, and then it would put me in trouble. I was like, I don't think I want to do this because number one, there are people out there at the top who would definitely look for you to blame because they feel you are down there. And it happened in every single place. The three places where I did my internships, it happened in all those three places. So I was like, I cannot live with this. I have to be able to build my own business where I don't have to take the fault for anybody's um, fault. So it's it's just about our personalities and things we know we can do with or without. And then most of my own mentorship, I, we have little time remaining. Most of my own mentorship was on youtube i would always go on youtube to learn stuff from other people who are mm-hmm. the top people in the industry like okay how do they get this done what are some of the things they do and i kept on educating myself just like you said in our last episode education is very very interesting so that takes us to the next question real quick what are some of the book what are some books or courses that you would recommend for institutions who would like to learn more about managing their business and customers it took me a minute to figure out this one because I've read so many and I was like, I can't list all the ones I've read and all the courses that I've taken. Um, your vendor is your number one uh, person or place to look because because they want you to succeed. Because yeah. if you succeed, they succeed. Mm-hmm. So your vendors are always your first go-to because a, a lot of them will offer business uh, classes as well. Mm-hmm. 
So one of my vendors, um, the owner of that company is Lynn Ross, and she has been just an amazing mentor for me. And she's helped me and she helps all of her accounts um, when they have issues, whether it's you know, whatever it is, whatever aspect of the business it is, she's, she's, she's an amazing help. I've worked with Lori Creek with the Beauty Biz Club and taken her 60-day challenge several times. And her, her, the Beauty Biz Club is focused on running your business. It's not about learning how to a new massage technique. It's not about this enzyme or that chemical peel. It is 100% business um, focused for mm-hmm. estheticians. That's mm-hmm. been amazing. I listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. I've listened to your podcast. Yours was a lot Thank about you. working from home, yeah. which is not applicable for me, but <laughs> you still can pick up top tips every, mm-hmm. everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I listen to Soul Sourced Business Podcast with Christine Kane. Mm-hmm. Um, because we estheticians tend to be people pleasers and feelers, uh, she approaches business from that aspect because okay. just because you are more of a feeler than a thinker, that doesn't mean you don't think if you're a feeler, but mm-hmm. you, you feel people more than you more than approach them with logic, which is mm-hmm. not to say you're not logical either. Um, she is able to help people understand that running a business has to have logic and structure in place and how to do it for those people who tend to be more of the people pleasers and things like that. Um, Conferences uh, for industry in the industry, the, any, the skin games has a conference Mm -hmm. at the end of their award show and Mm -hmm. they're offering great education. Entering the skin games is a great way to learn about how to manage your business and time management. Mm. Um, and I'm currently reading Profit First, and I by Michael Michalowicz, I think M I C H A L O W I C Z, and I've read his Pumpkin Plan book, uh, and Stephen Covey, the have the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Oh, great! <laughs> I guess I would be interested in that last uh, yeah. Book. Uh, how would you group the different types of clients that an esthetician would encounter? Or should I say, what sort of customers, what, what sort of clients have you encountered and how were you able to manage them? Uh, goodness, you get every personality type in the book. <laughs> so I, I could not answer that just easily. So how I put it together for you is you have your ideal client Mm -hmm. and that is the client that you want to serve. That's the person that you could see every day, all day long. Mm -hmm. They want the type of service that you love to do. The the, the one service that you would do for free (laughs) is the one service that you, that you want to build your business around and make that your target market is the, mm-hmm. that cl- the client that wants whatever service that is. For me, it's age management people. Mm-hmm. So people okay. who are interested in managing the aging process. I don't, I don't like to use the word anti-aging because we are mm-hmm. all aging. 
If mm-hmm. you are alive, you are aging. So mm-hmm. we just need to manage it with healthy lifestyles, things like that. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna you're going to write all of this down about the person that you want to serve, mm-hmm. what they would do, the demographic, their hobbies, their lifestyle, where they work, so that you can gra- have a firm grasp on, on that part of your business. Um, and you'll formulate everything that you do and focus your energy on bringing in that, that ideal client for yourself. Uh, the, the profile is also different for each type of service. So a lash client is not going to necessarily be an age management client. So that lash client would have a, a completely different profile or your waxing or makeup. It, it's very different. And that's what is also wonderful about this industry is that you can specialize and focus on serving people and meeting needs almost it's almost limitless as far as that and then then you have the not ideal client which that person doesn't fit into the service that you love to do you'll still be able to service them and and provide a great wonderful service for them and and help meet their needs, but they're just not going to be that beautiful client that you want to welcome in your, your ideal client. So no matter who's on your table, whether they're the person that you're, you're, that does everything that you want and does their home care and comes in every four weeks, treat them with respect and act with integrity. Very true. Well, I almost feel like not asking the last question. Exactly, because she already treated it. But we, we, we will still ask it. Yes. It's the final question for today. So we just add a little bit of a twist into it. So this this is what I would, what I would ask. For those difficult clients, because I know once in a while you get difficult people that pop in. And I mean, no matter how much you try to talk with them or make them reason with you they just want to be as difficult as they could be and sometimes they just don't want to give a listening here i know it does not happen often but it does happen once in a while how do you um how do you um manage those type of clients and also are there sometimes you have to come out and say no to clients so that's the twist we are adding so are there times where you have to say no to a client so that'll be our final question for today (laughs) okay well you have to always deal with people honestly with integrity and you and clearly stating your intentions Mm -hmm. my intention is to understand where you're coming from my intention is to serve you by providing you with a wonderful waxing experience a beautiful Mm -hmm. facial uh, Mm -hmm. you know stunning makeup application Mm -hmm. and that's that's my goal So then you have to seek to understand. That's one of the things that I learned from my husband. Mm. He's, he's again, my biggest fan. He's, but he's my business partner and he has worked in corporate America for a very long time on, on lots of aspects. And, Mm. and the number one thing that he taught me is understand where people are coming from, what Mm -hmm. they're wanting, because there's, oftentimes a communication disconnect that's mm-hmm. occurring mm-hmm. where the client's expectation is you're not understanding what it is and True. you need to be able to offer them a solution if 
if you, the communication isn't isn't happening you have mm. to understand and clearly allow them to define their expectations and then you have to realize can i meet those expectations and if the situation that you're in is no longer serving you or the client it's okay to say and you have to be brave <laughs> i don't think i can meet your needs let me refer you to someone else who i think might be able to serve you better than i can oh and then you just you just offer that to them and or not, you know, referral, but sometimes you have to say, I'm sorry, I'm not meeting your needs. Mm. I don't think that I can, I can see you anymore. Mm. Fortunately, I think that's only happened twice in my 20 year career. Wow. Wow. So. Yeah. That's how I do. That's how I react. And that's, you know, back to how do you tell them no by having clear business boundaries. Set your hours, work, work those hours, be 100% present for your clients. And if you, if you cannot accommodate them and give them 100%, then say no, because you're not serving yourself or your clients when you, when you try to do too much. Well, 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 thank you so much. We thank you for, I mean, coming again on the show, giving us tips and giving us so much knowledge and this has been so insightful i know everyone is going to enjoy this because you know we've covered a lot of things in time management client management and um what what else have we covered today um, business management also so i mean this is really insightful and we appreciate you for taking your time to be a guest on this show once again yeah. thank you thank you thank, thank you, you so very much, much. well thank Thank you for having have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye-bye. And have a great week. Bye. 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 Bye.